Hi guys and welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name is Winter Phonander, I'm a comedian and this is my show. So welcome to the show guys. Those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Those of you who are old to the show, welcome back guys. Uh, this is a great episode with a very nice and very humble and incredibly funny. He's gigged all over the world, he's a 10 year veteran, it is Julian Dean. He has done a fringe show called Julian Dean and I talked to him about that. He kindly invited me over to record this podcast at his place in London and we just talked about his history and how he got into it. It was a really interesting chat, I really enjoyed every minute of it. And you can go find him on Facebook, go follow him on Twitter. He's a club dog by trade, but go check his stuff out. He's a really lovely fella and very funny man. You can follow this podcast on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me at Winter Phonander. You can also come see my live stand-up gig dates, which will be on my website, which is winterphonander.com. Now, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect, and you can donate as little as a pound, or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you, because you're paying for the people that can't. Those of you that can't donate, hey, look, it's okay. Just share your favorite episode, tell your friends about it, because it tells people where we are and what we're doing. Or just go on iTunes. You have to go on your computer and leave us a nice, honest review, because if you do it on the app, it just doesn't count. So do it on the computer, and give us a nice, honest review, because it really helps, guys. Now, I, about me this week, I have really injured myself because I joined the gym. Doing these podcasts, people I talk to, I haven't noticed until now how much it has changed me in talking to all these people that I've spoken to. Because I actually connect with these people and some of the information they tell me, actually nearly all of the information they tell me, goes into my head. It's insidious. Here, some parts has changed. I mean, I'm talking to Julian and there's a couple of bits in here, which I've joined a gym recently. And I, look, I won't, I won't keep going on about it, but I have joined a gym. I went three days in a row and I went and did that machine. You know that machine for short people? Well, I did that machine for short people. I did it for five minutes. Haven't done that machine before. Hey, let's do five minutes on it. Yeah, that worked out. And now I can't walk. The, the, the machine that I'm talking about is a machine that when you try to look over the bar, you get up on your tiptoes, that one. It's for your calf muscles. And now I, I can't actually put my heel on the floor. It's great. It's wonderful. It's been like that for the last three days. It's wonderful. Walking the dogs, Great. So that's why this uh, piece is going to be a bit of a shorter intro than usual because I am that wired and I'm actually I'm actually break out of sweat whenever I stand up now. You know, I actually I mean it is helping me burn calories the gym thing, but just through sheer pain balance what it's all about. I'm also doing the, I'm also taking as many jokes out of the Guinness Encyclopedia and I'm putting them up on Twitter under the title The Book Dad Read and the Twitter handle for that is at Guinness Jokes. Now as I said my calves are killing me and I'm doing this while I'm standing up because I need to move about because I can't, I can't sit down anymore. I can lie down can't, can't sit down because then every, all, my, all my muscles in the back of my knee, my gastrocnemius they, they tighten up, okay? It's not a good thing. But this is a great episode. You're going to really enjoy this one. This is episode 48 with a very funny, incredibly humble, and just a lovely bloke, Mr. Julian Dean. Julian Dean, welcome to The Common Defect, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, what have you been up to? Just gigging a lot, writing. Well, my writing's not done much in the last three weeks, but before that, I'm generally trying to write every day. Well, at least a good few times a week. Yeah, taking my dogs for walks. <laughs> <laughs> Distracting yourself. With, oh, I to take dogs for a walk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And you say, I mean, you say, we were saying earlier, this is like a really quite full house with like you've got kids and... Like Three kids room. and two dogs. So where do you find the place to write? You know what? They are out a lot. Like, the kids are at school, rent a nursery, Lucy's out a lot. and So I can write here, but I prefer cafes and things. Mm. I think when I've got... There's too much freedom in, in here. You know, I'm with the internet. Or, like, there's too many distractions. I think with the internet yeah. being the main one. That's it. Unhook um, it. It's just anything you want is on the internet. So it's difficult to just focus on writing. Well, my best focus is when I'm out uh, mm. in a cafe or mm. something like that. Just my headphones on. Yeah. I'm there to write. Yeah. And I'm just focused on it, yeah. On um, the mission, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, like, like, you just go, right, I'm taking two hours out now. I'm going to go, right, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I try to do. I mean, what I did... I, I tried to have a quota a few months ago about... Just writing, I had writing 10 jokes a day, do 750 words, and also this Flow app I've got, it's called Flow State, it's on my Mac, and you write, but you, if you, you can set the time up, Stuart Goldsmith told me about, you can set the time to like 5 minutes, 10 minutes, or like an hour, but if you stop writing, all of the writing goes, it no. fades. All right. So I do 5 or 10 minutes on it, yeah. you have to type. Yeah. If you stop typing for 3 seconds, the writing goes. 
It's terrifying. It's, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> and uh, there is a, like, I have stood there just hitting the full yeah. stop, trying to keep it on there. But, but it gets you out of your head a bit, yeah. get you out of the way. And although I've, I've got a couple of bits actually just from that, but it just gets you in that state of um, not overthinking yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's it's a good it's a good thing, and also the seven hundred and fifty words every day. That's just more of a mental dump mm. than mm. material. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of just get everything out of the way. It, there was a book, The Artist's Way. She suggested that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people have read that. Yeah. I was going to say that because that's seven hundred fifty words. It's like ah, that's the artist's way. That is. That yeah. Is there, yeah. And there's actually a site called 750words.com. Yeah. You pay for... I don't know why I'm paying for it. <laughs> I'm paying... It's only like five quid a month. You do it on their site and you can see all the days you've done it, all the days you haven't, and they email you every day. I don't know why I'm paying for it. It's insane. You're paying for that graph of guilt, aren't yeah. you? Really? That's I'm it. Oh, so you didn't write there. Oh, no. Self-loathing. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> to look back at my, yeah, oh, yeah. my failed writing days spent on the internet looking at crap. But it's like sometimes you'll turn like your phone on and just be staring at it. You don't even know where you're going to go with it, isn't it? You're like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm so distracted right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's insane the distractions, man. Like just open my iPhone and I'm just on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my email, Snapchat. And then I just go round again, <laughs> and then I go round again. It's a loop, isn't it? It's like, well, I've done that one. Well, maybe something's happened there. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? I know, and it's Chase not even tail. like enjoyable. It's just like. It's just mental chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... It's rubbish, man. Do you meditate? I try to meditate, actually, Mm. yeah. I mean, I go through... At the moment, I'm not really doing it. It's difficult, man. Mm. I mean, I've been into it for years. I'm not good at it. (laughs) I I do as well. Do you find you get that moment where you're like... Maybe you've got 20 minutes in, you're starting going, oh, nothing off. Yeah, 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 definitely. 20 minutes in, man. That's, That's good going, man. I even do, sometimes I just do, I've got Buddhify, I had um, Headspace, yeah. the app, that was really good, because yeah. there's this guy, he's doing, he's talking you through it and that, but now, that's tenner a month, mm. I'm just spending money on that, that's a tenner a month to literally do nothing, yeah, that's it, so we've got ten, five, five, and a fiver for uh, the yeah. 750 words, man, that's it, you're, you're, you're... I'm paying a tenner a month to yeah. sit there and quiet for 20 minutes, yeah. it's insane, I, well, I basically use the YouTube stuff, look up for guided meditation, for on YouTube and then just listen to the whatever time I've got yeah, and yeah, then yeah. with that like I find that I can't listen to a guy's voice I'm like no shut up no I need to listen to a woman's voice yeah. that's, that's more soothing yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I found out actually the other day that I found a Japanese woman's voice like a lot more soothing than any other voice and it wasn't what she was saying because she was speaking Japanese you're saying Japanese women are boring no no not at all no no not at all I'm just like I think it's just something soothing about their voice you know you're a teacup Yorkie right hump your other dog there oh, no. and he's bigger he's she bigger than... shags him oh like, right I don't think she <laughs> needs to give her a that's biology it. lesson that's it have it uh, what have you, how long have you been going Julie I start my first gig was at the end of a comedy course I did in 2005 mm. uh, like in December and my second gig was the next night outside the box in Kingston. Mm. And I, d- I wasn't gigging regularly. So mm. I'd say a couple of years after that, I really started to do gigs every week. And I did that for a few years. I left my full-time job in 2010. And I did the Big Value in Edinburgh. Mm. And I tried a few sort of temporary jobs around comedy. Like I did a postman for about two weeks. Mm. That was a nightmare. And then I just... Why? Why so? I thought it'd be the most perfect job to do stand-up. You know what I mean? You finish... Every postman I speak to, they always look happy, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> they look so happy high-fiving the... Yeah. The, the milkman... There's no milkman anymore, but like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like birds just singing around yeah. them, and yeah. I just thought it'd be a beautiful That's job it. from this hard sales in the city office job I did. Yeah. Postman, I'm keeping fit, and... I got there, man. You, you spend the first four hours in what's essentially like a factory. You're sieving all the posts. Uh, it's a night. It reminded me of Shawshank Redemption. Oh uh, yeah. There was people there that were, had been there for like forty years, and mm. it was like you know that old guy in Shawshank. It reminded yeah. me of that. And I, I did all that. I did the headphones. I listened to a lot of stand up doing it. Mm. I was so tired because I'd be gigging the night before. You'd have to be in uh-huh. the sorting office at six a.m. Just sorting all this, I'd get them all wrong, I'd be delivering them in the wrong doors, I'd have people coming out screaming at me. Because if you're delivering it in that wrong door, yeah. they obviously think you're delivering their letters in the wrong doors yeah. as well. So like, there are people who are just going mad at yeah. me every day. Oh no. So two weeks in, man, I just knocked that on the head yeah. and got a job in a call centre 
in Dalston, like trying to raise money for charities and things, which was not as virtuous as it sounds. It was just brutal, man. Which has since been shut down, that place, I think. Right. <laughs> it's kind of nice you can kind of just log out with that oh it's just a call centre it's fine yeah I, I, like if I make a mistake here this is the place where mistakes always happen yeah I, I'm just I'm just one of many people here I'm just a number that's why I clock in clock out yeah yeah but it wasn't it wasn't commission based was it that one wasn't commission based but it was almost worse because they were definitely breathing down your neck I mean yeah. I've done a lot of different sales jobs that was the harshest mm. in terms of targets and stuff yeah. even though you wouldn't get commission it was quite a good hourly rate just in your ear man yeah, and yeah. you're talking about cancer and stuff on the phone to people yeah and it was just brutal just get their money get them yeah, yeah. I just couldn't handle it the after old, a while the old hourly hively scale with a smiley face sad face you're like oh we didn't do too well that yeah, one. Yeah. oh we answered eight calls we missed 13 oh well look you know we're doing our best like isn't it that's yeah. it yeah no definitely <laughs> and then I did another call centre job for about two years that was a lot easier and that was a temporary one so you don't have to go in if you get a gig yeah. you can do seven days a week or zero. Oh yeah and I was doing maybe one or two days a week there for a couple of years and that all the people there were really nice. It was only over the Canary Wharf. And then I left there. I just, don't know how it, I just ended up just getting a lot of gigs in and just couldn't do it. And it just fizzed hmm. out. Yeah. And yeah. then just nice. full time. I've got. i done a bit of writing work for people and stuff. That's definitely helped. So you write for other comedians as well? I have done quite a lot. Yeah. Hmm. That tops it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Are they like the same level as you or? No. Generally not. I mean, I have, I have written for people sort of on my level. Mainly sort of people that are doing TV stuff oh, and yeah. things like old tour shows and yeah mainly TV shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah and what's interesting is when I write for other people I, I can focus a lot better mm. than when it's for me yeah do you know what I mean? the, absolutely it feels like the, like the the stakes are you've got a deadline and yeah. you have to send it by tomorrow at six or yeah. whatever and you want to do a good job and yeah. you're just focused in but also it's, it's theirs as well you're yeah. like I'm doing this for somebody else it's yeah. not because you you have all that the, the what if this doesn't it's not good yeah. it's, all me, it's all me you know yeah. and it's like if this person likes it great that's all instant validation from yeah. what you've just produced and they go, this is great, excellent, okay, or not. And rather than, like, yeah, it's it's a totally different animal, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I've learned, writing for other people, I've learned a lot about writing for myself, yeah. so I try to implement that same... I mean, I have, I'm not there yet, you know what I mean? But, like, a deadline, an actual quota, mm. like, to work to, I need to do this before I can stop, mm. you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's just ongoing, man, isn't yeah. it? It's progress, not perfection. That's it. That's it. Just incremental <laughs> changes, and it? Just bit by yeah. bit, you know. We'll I've try been and get so there. lazy over the last three weeks. So I've just yeah. today I started a little bit, and so you say you don't write for a couple of weeks, right? And then you like get yeah, about five days. You go right. I've got to do this. Yeah, I've got to. Not, I've got to lock into this. And now it's 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 go time. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's it's I'm never going to get it done. And you got to spend like uh, like I had this same thing. I had like notes on the phone and and bits and bobs that I hadn't sat down to do. And I had like five days of notes. First day amazing. You're getting lows done. It's firing. Second day not too bad. Third day you get like you're lucky if you get a page done. You're staring at the page going, oh god, th- yeah. there's no joy in this anymore. So you can do it in spurts, but you start guilt tripping yourself on the last couple of days like oh, I need to get this done and you're like you know, just, you should have done this ages ago and oh, no. then the voices get too loud in the end yeah. there's, a, there's so much of that isn't there mm-hmm. I mean so many comics I speak to as well it's all like oh god like, we do sort of give ourselves a hard time mm-hmm. if we don't write you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I think it's good to write at the same times of, of the day maybe like for mm-hmm. a couple of hours and just have that couple of hours of your writing time mm-hmm. When it's up, just let it go. Mm. Sometimes it's going to be a blank page. Sometimes it's going to be yeah. full up. I mean, 90% of it's not going to work as well. And mm. and if you sort of accept that. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'd like to do the same times every day. And mm. when I'm doing that, it kind of, there's definitely results. Yeah. Is it Costa or Nero or which, or just your own? Um, I go to the David Lloyd gym, which is oh, about right. two miles up the road yeah. in Kidbrook. So after I write, I sort of uh, go to the gym that's and great. I have like a nice sauna and... Yeah steam room and yeah, that that's ideal because then you've got everything in, in, in one place yeah you've got your writing done and you can go and like you know just work it off the, I'll work off the stress of the day in the gym like you know no matter how the writing went that's yeah. the thing that that's I've, the, do, I do, I've mm. done most of my writing there actually yeah. even for other people I've just sat there they've got nice little uh, business room and mm. a desk and stuff and brilliant I don't know, my girlfriend kind of... I see how Sam writing, I'm, I'm actually just about to have a sauna. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure I'm working. Yeah. She's got to get the kids from school and yeah, I'm just yeah. like in the steam room. Yeah, yeah. 
after had a massage looks so much more relaxed after you've done yeah, your writing yeah, yeah. you had a nice massage and you know facial glowing that. that writing's really good for your skin <laughs> three paying off <laughs> that's great you just look happier in yourself <laughs> Julian since, since you've been writing every day how many hours have you written now Julian I've only ever done one hour in, one hour run in Edinburgh I've done Edinburgh two compilation shows as well I did the Big Value and Comedy Reserve I'm going to go next year and do another hour because that'll be my second next year and what was your first hour I was at the Tron at 9pm. Mm. Great venue. Yeah, I had some good flies. It's, it was it was good, man. It was yeah. a good run. I mean, towards the end of it, I felt like I was just phoning it in a bit. Oh, right. found it quite tough at the end yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, do the same material every night. Yeah, and once you peaked, I don't know, for me anyway, I just need to do it more, I think. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not used to that Edinburgh run yet. I mean, a lot of people, obviously, that I work with, do it every year, yeah. man, for years. Mm-hmm. And, they work towards it and they mm. just love Edinburgh. I found it quite, I don't know, I think it's a bit too long. Two weeks would be enough, eh? Two weeks, man. Yeah. Ten days. Just it's... one gig there. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> just one day. Yeah. Yeah, just like ten days would yeah. be nice. Mm. You know, you'd, you'd know your show, you'd improve your show, you'd get better. There is the the last week, it's just like every, just people, or dead people walking, is it? It's yeah. like, oh man, why, everyone has already gone home. There's no one. There's no. There's no buzz about the place anymore. It's peaked. We're done. You know. We're just going through the motions at the end of it. Isn't yeah. It? The next time I go back, just mm. it's just about stamina, I guess. Mm. Isn't it? What was the name of your show? It was just my name. Oh, Julian Dean. Yeah. Right. I, I, I um, do the Julian Dean show. Also. I. I, I, I titles aren't like a strong point at all, man. Yeah. I had so many titles written down. I think they were all cringingly bad. Right. I remember. Like sending a few to my agent, like no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and in the end I just did it. Uh, just my name, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Best thing, just look. That if they if they want us to come see me, that's who I am. That's I'll probably do my name again. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Like with the, with the two next to it, Julian Dean two. Two, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. To be continued. I don't know, man. You could have the best name of a show in the world. It don't really. And there are some good names of shows we've mm. seen. It really matter, does no, it? No, that's true. I mean, as long as it's funny and it's it's coherent and you know yeah. it's well written. But what what was it about? It was obviously it was about you then, was it? Yeah, it was just about me really, and sort of it. It felt like there was a few holes in it. Just yeah. the format of it. Okay. I did a lot of jokes, and then I did a story. Uh-huh. And maybe I should have started the story sooner, right? It just like you do your twenty-minute set and then a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. but it was fun and I learned a lot. I learned mm. a lot about writing a story, putting mm. it together. Because like you're good. a club dog by trade, aren't you? Really, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah, exactly. And like yeah. so, and then going up there is a, again a different skill, isn't it? You know, it's like, and it's sometimes you see fringe acts go to like to uh, like you know like a normal Saturday night crowd. They're not as match fit, if you like. You yeah, know? they're not de- as uh, punchline heavy. They're a lot more loose and a lot mm. more like. The audiences are a lot more maybe giving in Edinburgh. Mm. Yeah, it's just a different vibe. Somebody, yeah, somebody said something the other day about a 10-second bit in a club could be like a two-minute bit in Edinburgh, yeah. something like that, mm. yeah. Where my Edinburgh show, I just did my set kind of in it as well, which worked. Mm. It worked well in Edinburgh. But my story, I just wasn't, it was the first story I'd ever done. So I knew that there was gonna, I was going to be a bit amateur-y with the story side of things. I've never really told stories on stage mm. but it was um, definitely a good learning curve yeah, man definitely. just to do it night after night after yeah. night just it. fucking hate the story at the end of it <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you like change the ending a little bit yeah. you change it as, as you went or is it like you I changed it a bit as I went yeah, yeah. I mean the story when I first did the story it was more from I just told it as it was and that kind of worked better and then mm. as Edinburgh's coming closer previews didn't go great a couple of them as they you know I mean up and down and I'm just trying to fill it up with jokes yeah. you know what I mean I'm just like <laughs> and in the end it was just like a club set just, everything was leading to a joke and yeah. it kind of took the heart out of the story I know what you, mean. Yeah. you know what I mean totally uh, absolutely absolutely it was, uh, it was interesting to to see which jokes work in a story and which don't even when jokes work in a story they can sometimes still detract from the story yeah. a joke has for me I felt like the jokes were best when they moved the story along yeah. and they weren't just like you know you're stopping to just do a joke about something that you've mentioned yeah they great even though That's the it. jokes could be good and they could get a laugh they could in the long run of the story mm. not really help it a cog rather than the actual handle. Yeah. You know, like with a simile or like a, a metaphor that you're going to put in there, it fits the story. Yeah. Not really they're just like, oh, there's a fo- oh, there's a line that I could just crowbar in yeah, here yeah, just yeah. to keep it buoyant because there's a, that's the, the thing of like, you know, being a, a, being a club comic. 
you have to keep the ball in the air, whereas you can't let the tension just build. Yeah. Uh, and because they're like, well, they've just paid their money for the Saturday night crowd. Like, you know, they're, they, they can't let you just hang on this. Oh, he said a really interesting thing. Let's wait for the next thing that he, the idea he's got. No, no just make me laugh now. The, the theme, what was the story that you had? It was just about an arrest I had years ago mm. and I, just for drink driving which was a weird subject to go on as well. And I started the Edinburgh run saying I wasn't actually driving, and I was driving. And then yeah. after a couple of days, I thought, I've got to just be honest. Yeah. And I just started, and it made no difference at all. I thought, oh, God, people are going to be... Yeah. It absolutely made no difference. Yeah. That's, it's mad, <laughs> isn't it? You'll say, well, it's, as long as it's a good story, we want to hear of this. Yeah, that, that yeah. It. yeah. It's great. It was a great run, man. It was It was good, yeah. yeah. The first half, I was just learning. I was improving it. Yeah. I was adding bits. I was changing jokes, and they were working better. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about up there, yeah. really. Working it me. out. Yeah, just yeah. kind of doing... Yeah, just improving it up there and just coming back a better comic. And when I came back as well, I went straight to, like, the clubs that weekend, and it was just... She was so relaxed, mm. man. She started bouncing on stage. You didn't care. Yeah. It's like, you've just done a whole Edinburgh run. Yeah. You're so gig fit. I definitely want to do it next year again. Right, 2018, yeah, you yeah. can hit it again. Uh, I might you... go this year for a few days and maybe yeah. get some... Maybe see what's available, yeah. yeah. Try and get on like a few uh, like split bills and stuff. and Maybe, yeah. Or maybe just see if there's any hours that people have pulled out on. You could do yeah. a few days, yeah. yeah. What was your degree in? Did you do a degree in drama or something like that? Or? No. No, <laughs> what, what was it? So what did you do? What, did you, what happened? Well, I didn't do any degrees. No, I left school when I was about 15. Right. Yeah. Um, I went back when I was 18, just for a year, just in sixth form and did like a, just like a year course MVQ. Yeah. Oh, in what? Business. All oh, right, fair play. Well, I mean, well, business, was... man. You 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 meant it. You meant to go back for that. You were on we, mission. Yeah, I mean, it's like GCSE kind of level. So right. apart from that, no, nothing. No, didn't do a degree or uni or anything. Right. I had kids quite young. Okay. So I went down that route. Yeah. Of, uh, burdening my life instead of, <laughs> instead of building it. You got out of the way. You got yeah, out of the yeah, way. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a degree since then. Though, mm. right? I've always uh, thought about it. I, like, I mean, I had a degree in, uh, in media. So I oh, did. wicked, yeah. <sighs> no, it's not really. It's just like, it just sets you up for... If... So what do you do? What, so what... What do they teach you about media? Uh, well, I suppose that's changed so much. It massively. I mean, I, I think... mean, it's a different... Different world, yeah, yeah absolutely, completely different. absolutely. So even like five years ago, because yeah, I mean, it was used to be back in the day. It was like communications, journalism, and uh, creative writing, uh, and then like you know, news reporting and like writing like little articles and things yeah. like that. But now, now it's, it's Google stats, yeah. Twitter, yeah, it's uh, analytics, the whole yeah, lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's crazy. It's social media now. That's the the new news delivery method, isn't it? So what what is journalism now? It's so odd. <laughs> giving it loads Hell. my toy Yorkie is uh, trying to sh- which is a girl is trying to shag my Jack Russell that's it Give, it's, <laughs> it's like oh oh bless you come here but yeah. you can't shag him alright oh. do you do any other writing in like you know for like um, other I places I've sort of TV shows and oh, yeah? things like that um, jokes there's always been jokes though and yeah Comedy, yeah, nothing writing, like yeah. no hard journalism. Oh, be able to read and write quite well. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I mean, but I mean, sure, like this, all this stuff. I was terrible at, at English as well when I was in school, but like this, all this kind of comedy has really helped me kind of go right. I kept to go back to you know, yeah, like, same really... there, just structuring jokes, man. Yeah. It's like just been a yeah since I started. I mean, when I first started, I was trying to write jokes, even on the comedy course, just trying to break down what a joke yeah. is, and it definitely helped me with. English and just writing and like my work was always okay mm. in school I just it was just my behaviour I was just right. a really naughty kid yeah but yeah we, we I, like, that's why you, I left early yeah. why did you get expelled I got expelled oh, yeah oh right what happened I got expelled when I was uh, from Thomas Tallis when I was about 13 yeah. okay. when I was 14 what did you kick off what, what happened what did it you was do? just an, it was so many things the, uh, <laughs> okay. the straw that broke the camels but I can't remember exactly what yeah. it was but I was in like the pavilion, which was the naughty kids part of the right for all my lessons. And yeah. Then they, I went to another school, and then problems there. Then yeah. they put me. My dogs are fighting. Yeah. They put me um, in a support unit for naughty kids for my whole fifth year, which right. is like the when you're fifteen that year. Okay. Like you're like a get one number that is now. Sounds like they put you in it like a tower, kind of like just like to lock you. Right, you're doing this stuff in there. Yeah. You can't escape from that. Yeah, you're you're uh, like a menace to the rest of the school. Was it? Basically, yeah. All oh, right. But they put you in a support unit, so you're not even in that school anymore. Yeah. So you go to a like a whole new place. Right. Like this is with 15 kids, about five teachers. Mm. 
Um, it was fun, man. It was, yeah. it was the most fun squad yeah. I've ever been. Um, Put you with the pack, like, you know. Yeah, everyone's it. really naughty. Yeah. And everyone's probably a little bit not great at their schoolwork, so mm. I just seem like a genius. Oh, brilliant. I've well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a maths prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> just like a beautiful mind. Yeah, nice. Or post its all over the walls. Just can't two be. plus two, four. Yeah. <laughs> man is a genius. <laughs> Long multiplication. Nice. And you're, you're on confident. the walls. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. That's great, and your confidence was just gone up through the roof. Yeah, like, hey, I'm the king. Yeah. I'm the king of this, guys. Look, you, any help with your homework? I've, I've got it, right? I'm, I'm it did make me it. feel like quite bright, actually. Yeah. Definitely, it definitely helped, yeah. But we went on sort of amazing trips. We sailed a boat to like Belgium, France. Oh, wow. And me and all these other naughty kids. Everyone had been expelled from different yeah. schools in the area. And we went on loads. We did loads of stuff, man. With the school? We used to go canoeing all the time. Yeah, with the school. Great. We it, used to go canoeing all the time. We went to Belgium, like, the kids were so naughty, they're like, nick a bike. I mean, bikes were just around in Belgium anyway, yeah. but, like, just riding around the wrong side of the road, getting into trouble everywhere. Yeah. It was just, uh, just crazy. Unleashing you on other countries, you know? That's yeah, it. Off exactly. You go. That's, and, uh, like, uh, sailing, canoeing, a lot of water there. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they were trying to drown yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've got this, guys, don't worry. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. just going to take them all on these, like, very dangerous trips. And, uh, it's like yeah, that Stuart <laughs> Francis joke, isn't it? My dad took me fishing, and I was swimming back to shore thinking, you yeah, know, that... That's it. Uh, basically, yeah, they were trying to kill us. So when did you realise you wanted to do comedy then? What was the thing that kind of went, um, oh, right. I, I remember seeing my sister put used to put Bill Hicks on and Dennis uh-huh. Leary, like, in maybe back in the day, man, like, 91 or uh-huh. something like that. And I remember really loving them. Bill And Eddie Murphy as well, Delirious, I'd watched when I was about 10. Mm. Someone had it on VHS. and But I, I didn't think I could do it at that point. It just... I mean, we always used to have a laugh in school, and I don't know when. When I first, I got I got this sales job in the city, and I, I bullshit. I said I had a degree and yeah. stuff, and I got this job, and I thought, yeah, it was a good job, really good money, and and I was there for about a month, and I thought, is this it? Yeah, you know what I mean. This is it. Just targets, mm. business meetings, mm. selling. You know what I mean. And it was just like eight hours of your day every day, and I thought, there must, I've, I've got to do something else. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. Yeah. I need money. And then I was like, what do I enjoy doing? I enjoy, it sounds so basic, but I just enjoy having a laugh. Mm-hmm. If you could base a job around that, would be incredible. Yeah. And then I thought stand-up comedy, and I was quite into watching it. Like, I remember seeing Andrew Maxwell a few times, and really warm to him. Brilliant. I loved him. Mm. Yeah, I went to Jonglers a couple of times, but I saw him there, and he was a big inspiration, mm. actually, back then. I saw people like John Maloney and Hal Cruttenden mm-hmm. and those sort of acts. Jim Jeffries, I saw at the store, and Jason John Whitehead. Those mm. sort of acts there. Inspired you? Yeah, I guess so. And I, and then I Googled comedy, stand-up comedy, and it come up a Muse Moose comedy course. Yeah. And I just rang them, and she said, oh, we've got one place left tomorrow. And I just, that was it. I was just did the course. And by the end of it, you do a stand-up gig. Yeah. And that was it, yeah. Your family, Eric, comes come see you? Yeah, occasionally. I mean, where we've got kids, and my kids have never came to see oh, yeah. me. Um, but my partner... Lucy has, yeah. She came on Saturday, actually, for the first time in ages to right. Covent Garden Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. One's at Charing Cross, that one. Right. On Saturday, yeah, it was nice. And uh, did she critique your act ever? Or did you... She did, actually, yeah. Oh, right. Um, yeah. She said, I repeated myself a bit. I mean, it's such a great gig. I repeated myself a few times. I was like, oh, right. So... Handy, though, to know that. Because mm. I, uh, I mean, apart from that, she liked it. Mm. She didn't not like me repeating myself, she just pointed that out, yeah. you know what I mean? But I think a lot of comics do that now as well. I mean, it's, a, it's a very Chris Rock thing to do, isn't it? He repeats the punchline, and go, they, they repeat a line, and then they repeat a line. Yeah, it's a, Chris it, Rock definitely does that, doesn't he? I've seen a couple of people do it recently on the circuit. I don't know if I did it in the Chris Rock way, though. No, no, that's more of a more of a... Julian Dean way. Yeah. No, like, I'm not yeah. saying you did that, but I'm just saying that, you know, you see some comics that kind of go, just to kind of make sure the audience have heard their... their and I think that's set. what I was doing, actually. Mm. But I think... They had heard me, mm-hmm. so it was just me really trying to tread on the laughter by trying to start my next joke. Yeah, yeah. And just bam, like, I do a joke about my girlfriend's a vegan. I said my girlfriend's a vegan, like, four times. Yeah. And I didn't need to say it four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, once. Yeah. Like I've got a microphone. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only thing she said, it, yeah. There was emotion in it, though. She's a... Are you a vegan? I am, yeah. Are you as well? Right, right. Well, she isn't. I am. Oh, okay. I say she is. Right, I don't right. say I am. Yeah. 
Avoiding the judgment. I'm a red blooded male, I'm not a vegan. Yeah, I'm, so... vegan I'm trying to get lynched. <laughs> and, like, why did you. Okay, why did you. This is a, such an old question now, but why did you flip to veganism? I've been a vegan for about two years now. I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say one reason why. It's hard to, it's easy to say, like, why not? You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's healthier, plant-based. If you do it right, I mean, yeah. you, it's easy to do it. You can easily not eat enough and mm. not eat what you need if you're a vegan. Yeah, because there's, there's quite a few comics that are vegan now. You've got Alistair Beckett King. Oh, yeah. He's a vegan. You've got Chris Martin. Isn't he? Is he um, he's a veggie. He's on or... and off, I think. He's a is veggie, he? I think. He's a veggie, right. Okay, well, close, getting getting close, right? Yeah. There's, there's quite a few, but I think it's the, the lifestyle Paul as well. Paul Donnelly's a vegan. Yeah, right. Um, I think Sarah Pascal, Romesh, I think. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, it's the lifestyle as well, is that you're like, eat your outlay. This food you're going to have when you come home, it better be good for you. Otherwise, you're not going to do this for very long. It's yeah. Gonna, you, you're going to really mess yourself up health-wise. Definitely. And so, and, and but if you find that there's, okay, now this might be a bit more, maybe, you know, you are what you eat kind of thing, right? But we're going a bit too far into this, but look. Maybe, turn it into a plant. Yeah. <laughs> you start, start thinking of yourself in like a, in your more calmer. You're not quite as, you don't get the, the you know meat what, range. Though? It's, it's since going vegan as well, it's not like, I mean, you can be unhealthy. Yeah. You can still eat. You can still eat sugar and, right. you know, like crisps. and yeah. there's, You can have chocolate, like some chocolate. So it's not like because you're a vegan you're necessarily healthy right, at all. Okay. You can be very... I mean, there's overweight vegans. There's plenty yeah. of underweight ones, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You overcompensate with something else, you know. Yeah. I just, you know I, uh... And also, I've been sort of on and off smoking. Right. So I'm kind of like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, smoking is the yeah. worst thing you can do. Yeah. You're just sort of balancing it out, though, like that. It's like, I'm vegan, but now I'll smoke. Because, well, look, I, look I, don't eat, I don't eat animals, look, but I do smoke the shit yeah, out of it. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like these... I need everything organic. It has to be yeah. organic. They're in there, kind of do cocaine yeah. off a toilet you know exactly, what I mean yeah. so a bleach. lot of people like that yeah. no 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 gluten gluten exactly. free the cheese really clangs and they're just yeah. doing drugs all night that's it it's that's insane it. I know it just makes no sense does it so you did your first gig after the comedy course yeah and then did you manage to stick to your time with a, 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 that gig what you mean first did gig. I go over yeah no way didn't know I used to be the under oh right I would be under I remember Dan McLaughlin he used to call me Julian Dean 17 yeah because that was my 20 it yeah. was a 17 <laughs> which was I mean now I, I do I sometimes go a couple of minutes I just try and do my time now sometimes I can go over a little bit but yeah. not take the piss but yeah back then it was like about 6 minutes I had so you do gigs for like 10 minutes or like you get a 10 minute spot wouldn't mm-hmm. you like a lot of mirth control gigs and things like that probably do about 6 minutes I had the same 6 minutes for about a year I had which is uh, so not the way to do it. You no. need to be... Turn over stuff. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. man. Like, your stuff you write is about your life, right? It's, it's biographical stuff. Yeah, I try to try and write anything that's right. anything that's funny, you yeah. know what I mean? And the place to start a lot of the time is with my kids and my family, just because that's my life, you know what I mean? Or the gym and... not that I'm, My gym's not my life at all. <laughs> but I'm around, sort of... I'm around that kind of... Yeah place sometimes yeah your environment I'm not like yeah I know. it's a fitness fanatic no I know no, like I know it's, it's like you know it's your environment you you write what you know isn't yeah, it yeah yeah exactly but what's it, okay what other stuff because you want to like in, intake other uh, creative well I try things. and come up with a, I mean like where I do jokes I guess I'm, I'm sort of more anecdote mm. paragraph jokes I guess yeah but I just try and find a twist sometimes mm. if I can come up with a twist I'll build the joke around it so I can make the subjects whatever I want, really, as long as I've got the... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The so nugget, sometimes the, nugget sometimes the, the twist will come first yeah. and then I just put the, the words around it, yeah. yeah. So I can just, I do it about my girlfriend, about our relationship, yeah. about my kids, about them growing up, about, yeah, just whatever yeah. work that I've done. You know what I mean? It's getting just, older, dealing yeah, with it, I know what you mean, falling exactly. apart, you yeah. know, oh, getting better at this and not quite good at that, and I'm better at this now, but this doesn't work anymore. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like going vegan, I wrote some vegan jokes came came up, and yeah. I started to do them from, and then I changed it to my girlfriend's a vegan, it just yeah. made it easier. You know? Palatable for them too. Palatable <laughs> for, the, for the audience. And vegans get booed, oh, I don't know why. Yeah. That's it. That's Not it. all of them. I mean, Carl Donnelly don't. He talks about it a lot. And, yeah. Yeah, but for, I don't know why. I just boo. What's that guy? What's the... Um, Maybe it don't suit me. It, it's because it's like, like when you say, oh, I've given up smoking, guys. 
That's what yeah, it's yeah. like. Oh, uh, or I've lost some weight. Like on stage, you go, well, who gives a fuck if you like made yourself better? Because you're no you're, one cares exactly. in, in England. Like no, like I, I say, I even say I've stopped drinking. Nobody cares. Yeah. Actually, not one person mm. has ever said well done yeah especially because you're you're saying that to a drunk crowd mm. or like a drinking crowd mm. generally most people are drinking yeah the fuck are you telling us for mate? yeah you said you like Bill Hicks and, and Dennis Leary yeah they, they were the first kind of guys I saw yeah. like yeah and Eddie Murphy a few years before that they were the first guys that I was just sitting there cracking up mm. watching you know with uh, Bill Hicks I probably didn't get half the stuff, mm. but just his performance in trying to get Ringo down from the roof because he's oh, yeah, yeah. done all the drugs yeah. and Dennis Leary. I mean, I, then I learned a couple of years after that Dennis stole a lot from yeah. Bill Hicks, but at the time it was just, yeah. I didn't know or care. Yeah, he didn't even know. It's just like, but you kind of go, I've heard this similar subject. Yeah. Very, I mean, you, you don't know. Maybe it was like people have parallel thoughts. And but it was pretty close, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he did. Yeah, it'd be more than likely. Yeah. He took a bit from Louis C.K. as well. Oh, did he? he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, he was a great. That No Cure for Cancer was great at mm. the time. Yeah, but they're the first I got into, and then after that, when I was working, I remember reading Frank Skinner's biography, mm. and that was that was a great book, man. A lot of comics have read that actually. Mm. This inspired them, and, and that maybe planted the seed a little bit, mm. and. Billy Connolly's biography. I read a couple of his books. They were good. Yeah, yeah. Were, I've read the one written by his wife. Yeah, who's a psychotherapist. Mm. Mm. So it was really well written and very insightful into his mind and mm. stuff. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. You've gigging since two thousand five. Yeah. Well, since about two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Probably. Right. Yeah. And uh, what was the uh, like trajectory? Like, did you like what was it? You just doing your the same six, six minutes for like as you say, same six minutes for a year. Yeah, and I I just yeah, and then I just wrote some more, and I just did the open mic circuit, and mm. I used to get sort of paid weekends fairly quickly in sort mm. of Leehurst backyard or the comedy yeah. cafe, but I was still and I didn't have enough time either, and I'd be I'd have like thirteen minutes, mm-hmm. and I'd have a weekend at. Lee Hurst Bar, or the Finfig Bar it was called then, and I'd have like, I wouldn't have a 20 minute set, and I'd be panicking the whole fucking yeah. week, man. Yeah, yeah. Trying to write, and, and then, yeah, so I was, I, get, I was still kind of open mic, even though I was doing some paid work. It was, mm. A lot of it was sort of around London doing a lot of mirth control gigs mm. as well, mm-hmm. sort of driving other acts and things yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. That's it. Just trying to get to 20 minutes, man. And it took me a long time to get 20 minutes. Mm, 20 solid minutes. Yeah. Not just, not just padded out. Yeah. I mean, even then it was, <laughs> I felt it was padded. Yeah. But yeah, it took a long time, man. Yeah. Do you do improv as well or? No, like I've done a couple, I did, I did sort of half an improv course. I just yeah. didn't enjoy it. I'd say you write yourself so, you know, condensed. Yeah. It's like that seems just a bit too kind of, well, there's like messing about, I guess you see, see it for you, is it? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, I can see the benefit of an act being good at improv, oh. but I don't know, man. It don't. It just bores yeah. me a little bit. If yeah, I'm honest. really. Yeah, yeah. But a like bit. that's bad improv, though. I think. I think that's. Like, I've not se- I've right. not seen enough. That's of the it. thing. It's. It, that, I think. Because there's some good improv guys that people are saying how good it is. And, yeah. And I've just not seen them. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to go and see. There are a couple that I want to see. But if you see like acts like is it Danny McLaughlin? Danny oh, Danny McLaughlin, that kind of improv. Amazing, great. yeah, amazing. He's so he's he's so relaxed up yeah. there. Yeah, that, that kind of improv. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean like improv groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he like he's just like I mean I remember seeing him uh, like in Preston a few years ago, uh, like at Frog and Bucket, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He was just like a monster. I was like, whoa, that is amazing. I was like, wow, that was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Great. I was at the Glee with him the other day. It was great, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favourite MCs. Yeah. Do you MC as well? Not really. Not really. A handful of times. I turned up in Nottingham not long ago and the MC wasn't there and I had to get up and do it and it was such a big audience. Yeah. It was just like, just a new thing. Yeah. But I quite enjoyed it. The That's first it. ten minutes were a bit bit out of my depth. <laughs> yeah. I just not something I'd practised, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I normally just go straight in. That's it. Like... You're just doing your jokes and they're going to like them. That's it. You know, there's yeah, no yeah, kind of yeah. like, hi, I'm, I'm warm. Because you're quite quite deadpan, aren't you, on, on stage? 
I get, I, yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. You're, you're I like guess parts of it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, like you. I mean, you're not gonna like, hi guys. You're like, right, okay, this is yeah, my yeah. just gonna ease you into them, and you know, and then you gradually build up to something. But you're not like uh, the Undertaker. You're yeah, not like yeah, just yeah, that, yeah. you know, just stone not, not who's yeah, 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 exactly. Again, it's a different skill. It's just be, being warm and being free with it. I mean, I bet you, 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 you I say you, you enjoyed it for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I got, got warmed up. And I definitely enjoyed it, man. Yeah. Come the second half and the mm. last bit, it was fun, a lot yeah. of fun. The big crowds are fun as well. Yeah. The bigger they are, the more there's there. Mm. It's probably it's probably better to do that. Yeah. Um, MC a big crowd than a little one. Just more the admin of it, like mobiles yeah. off. Yeah, three. You know, yeah. you're just explaining the night, and yeah. it just. Uh, just a bit, I felt a bit clunky. Yeah, of course. It's like, <laughs> sorry, it's sweating a little bit. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is this is new. This is new. I don't know what to do here. Oh, okay, Inter- interactions and stuff. I mean, you know, that's it. It's an essay. But I'm just a lot more freer now on stage. Yeah. So I do like talk to audience members if they pipe up and things, and I feel comfortable doing that. So it is. So what's fine, yeah. all right? So you've been going like since uh, 2007, right? Ten years. Okay, what has been your the, the most horrendous gig you've ever done? Oh, God. <laughs> Is it like, nah, no. <laughs> you know what? I went to, um, I was booked to do this gig in Egypt. That might have been the one of the worst experiences. Right. Only because before the gig, because you're there for four days, but you do one gig. Yeah. So before the gig, we're having meals. With, I'm, I'm talking to the people that work there. The, there's actors and stuff there doing pantomimes right. and things. and. And they're like, so you do comedy stand-up? And they're like, yeah, yeah, great, we can't wait to come and see you and everyone. And then I go on after these couple of guys, lovely guys. They're quite mainstreamy kind of comedy. Mm. So they do sort of guitars. Kind of a bit cannon and ball kind of mm. comedy. And there's no comper. I'm on at like midnight. And it's just a really drunk crowd. And I'm supposed to do half an hour and I went on and... I thought I had them for a few minutes, but mm. I think I was just so focused on getting through it. Yeah. And then even I, I thought, oh shit, man! Like a lot of them are leaving and stuff. Oh no! <laughs> and it was so bad. Yeah. Because I built this Egypt gig up for ages as well. I knew it was going to be tough. I'd heard about things, but this radio mic was feeding bad. I was I was looking at the Red Sea as well. For, we were in this glass box on the yeah. beach, like in the nighttime. So you're looking at this beautiful view and. Mm. This crowd was just looking at me like... And there might have been one couple that were laughing at my jokes. Yeah. The rest were just like... And the crowd were outside the box as well. Some of them are watching yeah. from outside with speakers. Oh. So there's no interaction. Yeah. They're not connected. They're not a group, are they? They're not formed into a group. They're just pockets of people. Oh, it was brutal, oh, man. And no. um, the you know, show managers at the side of the stage... There weren't even a stage. The side just doing that to her neck, as if oh. to say, cut it. Like, after 20 minutes. And I was like, was she... And I started to talk about what she's doing and trying yeah. to get laughs. And I did a couple of lame jokes about the Red Sea as well. Yeah. And it just was like, it even made it even worse. And then I tried talking to someone in the audience. It made it even worse. Everything I was yeah. doing, it was just yeah. getting worse and yeah. worse. And my mouth was completely dry. Oh, no. oh it was horrible, yeah. man. You're back there now, yeah. You're like, oh god, <laughs> <I'm> like oh. <laughs> oh. reliving it. It's when you like you wake up the next day, kind of, oh. yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the kind of the uh, the hangover shakes kind of thing. Yeah, oh, I hate that man. That's it. And yeah. the next day, I, we were snorkeling in the Red Sea, and the the other axles were such nice blokes. Yeah, it was such a nice place. You know, I mean, it's hard to be depressed there. And yeah. it was just, a, I mean, I got paid for it. I just. And I had a really nice room as well. They upgraded me to this the honeymoon suite. So it was a beautiful... The only thing that was crap was that 20 minutes I was on the stone. <laughs> Dying in some beautiful places. That's it. Happens, though. It was horrible. I've had... Probably I've had gigs just as bad as that. Yeah. But that, that was a whole four days yeah. where you're with... And the next day, you see the same people you speak oh. to before. And they're kind of like, oh, right, no, I didn't see what... Like, there's yeah. no real eye contact. Yeah. People are just really awkward. Yeah. That's oh it. mate, it's uh, horrible. That's that's the thing. It's like, it, like, and you're thinking, what, this is such a beautiful place. What could possibly go wrong yeah. here? And did you go and see the pyramids and stuff while you were there, and all the mummies? The and pyramids all? were like miles and miles oh, right. away. I was mm. in Sharm El Sheikh, and right. like the pyramids are like yeah. miles away, apparently. Yeah, yeah, right. So I didn't really see much. We we drove out a little bit into Turkey. I went to like a what are them pipes called? Oh, the hookers. The hookers. Yeah. yeah. Not the hookers. Yeah. <laughs> we smoked some of those pipes in one of these tents. It was really yeah. nice. And the guy made a special shisha. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know what that was, to be honest. <laughs> Row Hypnol. Yeah. Um, but, and it was just a nice evening after the gig. And camel ride the whole lot, yeah? I didn't do any of that. Oh, no camel ride. No, no, no. Oh. So you went to do that gig in Egypt. Um, where else has, have been the nicest, that, like some nice gigs you've been to uh, like in, around, the, around the world? Dubai, I did a gig in a couple of years ago. That was beautiful, mm. yeah. A bit weird out there, I mm. felt, though. It just looks mad. Yeah. Like, just how... Just looks, I don't know, it's just a crazy city, man. Yeah. Just so new and fresh, and the streets are so clean. Yeah. That was that was nice out there, though. And that was just for one gig again. Mm. Just there for two days. Mm. It's quite far to go. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, really. I mean, most of my gigs are in England. Like, Tenerife was a beautiful weekend. I went, yeah. went out there. Who was I with? Joe Lysett, Steve Shanieski, and Will Mars. We did that Tenerife Comedy Club. It was so nice. Mm. And you go to the... They, they take you to the water park before the gig as yeah. well. For the whole Saturday, you're in this water park. Yeah. And it's just an amazing weekend, man. Brilliant. The yeah, that was, that was probably the best weekend I've yeah. been away, yeah. yeah. You, do you do any acting too? Or? I do a, a, a bit, yeah. I just put a showreel together. I do a few auditions and things. I've never done acting in school on that, though, yeah. Right. But I started to take classes about a year ago, uh-huh. which I just really enjoy the sort of learning just a new craft. Mm. It's so different from stand-up. Exactly, yeah. But it's just as intense. Uh-huh. And it was just a real good break from stand-up. Yeah. Just having this acting teacher just crush you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do it again! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just break you down. It's, it's fun, man. I enjoy it. Acting for camera or acting? It's screen acting, yeah. A guy called Anton Saunders, right. who's a really good... Brutal, but he's really good, man. Acting teacher, just really honest, mm. really insightful. Yeah, and he's a great actor himself. Mm. Yeah, he's running classes now, actually. They start on the 9th of May. Is it expensive? No, they're, they're definitely worth it, yeah. All right. Yeah, his prices have gone up now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they've gone up, but he's, it's worth it, I'd definitely yeah. say, yeah. All right, I'll um, check it out, man. Check out Anton Saunders, yeah. Right, you've been to some auditions then as well, right? I've been to a few auditions, yeah, not not many. I'm just so sort of getting on. into it a bit. Come on, tell me, what 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 were they for? I did, oh God, I've, you know, I've not had any horrific auditions experiences oh, yet. No, they've all just been, I don't know, I mean, the worst one has just been really, yeah, right, that's great, um, thank you for your time, you know what right. I like. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you just, yeah, they fobs you off. Like, yeah, 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 I find them tough, man. Yeah, Yeah, totally. like, you go in there, especially when it's sort of one that, and you don't buy it. You don't. Yeah. You don't like yeah. what they're doing. Uh-huh. The script, and it's not funny, or like, and you go in there, and they they don't know what they're doing either. They're kind of just trying to work it out as they go along. Mm. Can you try it this way? Can you try it that way? And I've never really been great at being a big wacky enthusiastic person mm. either. You know what I mean? So yeah. can you try that again? But just really ham up the enthusiasm. <laughs> and you know that there's a whole room full of actors in the waiting yeah. room that are just going to nail that kind yeah. of style. And I'm like, oh God, I just, can we just... Yeah, that's it. Can't. And he's like, and I, and so I do it again, he's like, that's great, again. But just like, even more. Yeah. And I think that's my lid, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I just do it exactly yeah. the same. That's it. Yeah, screen acting, sort of short films, I'd, I'd like to sort yeah. of, I just, I just really enjoy it. That, that kind of side of it, I think. Have any plans to write any sitcoms, or have you in, in the process of writing Yeah, we've got... Um, me and my friend Tony have written sort of pilots and sketches and things that we're... Well, two Tonys, actually. Tony Doyle and Tony Morasi. Tony Morasi's oh, yeah. a comic. Oh, you probably yeah. know him, yeah. Me and, and uh, us three are going to sort of try and get some stuff filmed and... Yeah. He, didn't Tony release a, a sitcom on he YouTube? He did, yeah, he did, actually. So he had, I think it was on London Live, he's, he had mm. a sitcom... It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, man. so I heard. Yeah, yeah it's good. And yeah, we've written a pilot. We've got it, and at the moment we're just kind of you could just film things these mm. days. I mean, you could film your own pilot and just kind of send it or just see how it comes out. Mm. I think sketches, in a way, would be a, would be a good mm. way forward. Yeah. And does your agent cover you for sketches as well? Do they? they yeah, they do everything. Yeah, oh, that's great. Acting. Man. Yeah. Who are you with? Avalon, yeah. So they do everything, yeah. I mean, they put me for auditions and things. Mm. Yeah, stand up. I mean, I book a lot of my own stand up, but they obviously got their own gigs and they also book my stand up as well. Mm-hmm. So, what's the uh, next mission for the next couple of years? Apart, you can do the uh, Fringe in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, I just want to get my head around writing in a regular way. I mean, I know I've talked about 
doing that bit every day. I just want the consistency on okay. it. The last three weeks, I've done nothing, man. Yeah. I've been lazy. Yeah. I've been, you know, when you do that, you just beat yourself up. You get into this spiral. Mm. And that's no place to write from. Mm. So I'm just, I did a little bit. To, I think it's more important to write a little bit every day mm. than a lot once every six weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? A little bit every day. So that's what I'm going to focus on doing, just writing just gigging a lot I've got support coming up of, I might be supporting a quite a big act on tour so mm. that'd be great and yeah that's yeah. it man nice do Edinburgh yeah do Edinburgh again just go through the yeah. do the full run again I'm looking forward to putting together an, an, a new hour as well because yeah. I've got a lot of new bits that are in my set now from the last so they could all go in yeah and just putting together a new hour second time round and what's possibly the theme of this next show I, is it going to be I don't know if it will have a theme as right. such yeah just be um, funny jokes yeah. and like you know veganism and, and yeah just well, try and make it personal and funny and uh, relatable and unique and yeah. funny and yeah funny and funny <laughs> more funny and a bit more funny yeah where can we come see you next the next few weeks um here I live no that's uh, <laughs> my dress <laughs> yeah buzz yourself I'm at, I'm at um, the comedian the comic boom on Thursday hmm. Friday I'm in Leeds doing two gigs for Toby Jones. On Saturday, I'm doing Rob Collins' gig in Plumstead, which is just down the road. Oh, nice. And Sunday, I'm at Lee Hurst Backyard with Paul Chowdhury. What's your handle on Twitter and all that? At Julian underscore Dean, D-E-A-N-E, or Facebook, Julian Dean, I think. And website, juliandean.com. Well, Julian Dean, thank you for coming on The Calm Defect, man. It's been... been Thanks for having me, man. I hope I haven't... Waffle no, it's been time. great. Waffling is great. I, yeah. I thoroughly encourage it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. And that was Julian Dean for episode 48. Go follow him on Facebook. Go follow him on Twitter. He's a club dog. You will see him all around the country. And he might even come to your country as well. He gigs all over the world. Really lovely fella and very humble guy too. Really enjoy talking to him. As I say, talking to all these people is insidious. <laughs> I talk to them once, connect with them, and I listen to the conversation again when I'm editing it. So it goes in twice for me. It's it's just so it's it's starting to condition me. So I've got to be really careful who I get on this podcast because I'll start to become a part of them. Hopefully, the best part. Look, everyone I've had on the show has been great, and uh, I just feel like I'm growing as a person. Maybe into all of these people. Hey, look, they've all been great. So that's that's not a bad thing at all. You can follow Julian, go follow him on Facebook, go follow him on Twitter, as I say, go see him around the country. He's a really funny guy. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter, at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me, at Winter Phonander. You can also come see my live stand-up gig dates, which are on my website, which is winterphonander.com. I'm also taking as many jokes as I can out of that Guinness Encyclopedia and putting them up on Twitter under the title, The Book Dad Read. Twitter handle for that is at Guinness Jokes. Now, if you want to support this podcast, you can. You can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and donate as little as a pound, or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thank you, because you're paying for the people that can't. And those of you that can't donate, it's okay. Just share your favourite episode, tell your friends about it, or go on to your computer and go onto iTunes and leave us a nice, honest review, because it tells people where we are and what we are doing. That is it for me. I need to go and rest my legs, because they're killing me absolutely killing me but the gym is really helping guys i'm doing a lot of gigs recently and <laughs> that pain is inspiring it's keeping me focused <laughs> i really enjoyed that last episode i hope you did too if you did share it tell your friends about it why not i hope you enjoyed that last episode i really did this next episode i enjoy it for a different reason you most of the time i have to ask questions but this episode for episode 49 i didn't really have to ask many questions because there was a reason for that and you will find out on the next episode because the next guy is an American comic. He is very funny, an incredibly lovely guy. It is the wonderful Mr. Sean Sellers. That is for episode 49. So that's it for this week. We'll see you next Wednesday for episode 49 with the very evasive Mr. Sean Sellers. Mm-hmm.